Yo, criminals, what up? Yeah, it's Chris the Crook. How'd you know? Oh, what's that? You're tuning into Crook's Liar? Yeah, you are. Episode four. Can you imagine that, dude? I didn't even know I'd make it past one. But I hope y'all listen. I hope y'all enjoying the episodes. I hope y'all staying safe, too, because you know, the world kind of crazy right now. But what's more crazy is that my room smells like cheeseburger, man. Like, Oh, what's that? Why you ask? Cause I had a cheeseburger. It was pretty good. Um, we made them, you know. So you know them bitches homemade gonna hit different. But yeah, it was pretty good. Also, I'm sipping on apricot ale. Yo, these apricot ale pyramids. Don't remember where I got them. Yeah, I do Stokes, Stokes and Burley. But again, I hope you guys are staying safe. I hope you all enjoying the episodes. You know, working a full-time job, doing a couple projects of music, and run this podcast. Like, bro, I'll push these episodes out when I can. So just chill. Please. Just chill. Oh, you're done chilling? You ready for an episode? Sick. Well, this episode, I am lucky enough to have one of my newest friends. His name is Jordan. And shout out Carlos. I shouted Carlos out a couple times in this episode. But, you know, it's because Carlos is doing big things. He knows he is. But big shout out to him for linking us up. Um, but, yeah, but you'll get to know Jordan in this episode, the type of music he makes. He himself has a couple projects, too. We go into depth on that. But, yeah, just go listen to this damn episode. I'm going to stop talking just to start talking again. Enjoy. Crooks layer, crooks, crooks layer, layer. 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 All right, welcome to Crooks Layer. Today's special guest. So one of my good friends, and what's crazy is I met him through music. His name is Jordan. Go ahead and introduce yourself, man. Hello. Uh, I'm Jordan, also known as Uzi.exe. Wait, what was that second one? <laughs> well, I, I, changed, um, uh, I changed my Uzi. Um, there's a lot of Uzis and uh, like fair. Uzi main, you know. And uh, going through like multiple music projects, I kind of just wanted... Like, just like a unique enough name, you know? I mean, it's always been Uzi, but you kind of like, I don't know. I got to find my own spot. <laughs> That's fair. Because I feel like you look at these, like, bigger names, like, I'm just going to go, like, straight to electronic music. Like, right. Excision, right? Right. And um, when you hear Excision, like, you know it's him. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. no one's really going to, like, copy that name. Um. But I feel like I feel like I'm kind of at a crossroads with like Crook in that same in that same kind of boat because mm-hmm. I feel like that's such like a basic name right. that it can be used. Like um, I went to Spotify and there's already an artist named Crook, and I have one song on Spotify that I released through a label, and my song is on their profile. Really? And what we, the- like literally just because we have the same name. And dog, I'm talking like. Like metal, really? Yeah. Hell yeah, hell yeah! But so, Jordan, Uzi, Memora. What was the other one? 
Why Jixi? Uh, yeah, Uzi, Mamora, and then my my third project. It's it's just a uh, me and my friends, my roommates band. Mm-hmm. Um, like music, like musically, I have so many different inspirations, and yeah, that was actually I I, I wanted to get into some inspirations, but first things first. All right, we got your producer name. Where are you originally so, from? I'm originally from here in Logan, Utah. Okay. Unfortunately, but <laughs> just like small town, you know, a lot of it isolation. Is. So you can kind of find your like real personal uh, like interests. Mm-hmm. Um, no exposure, nothing like everything's through the internet, you know. Yeah, for real, for especially real. nowadays. Produce like, wise, yeah. Well, what what I like about like is I feel like it's getting to the point where at least like music wise where you pave your own road. Mm-hmm. I feel like back then and I I don't necessarily know how far back to take it when I say back then. But what right. I mean by back then is like you had to get noticed. Yeah, and yeah. like nowadays if you if you and your crew, like say if you have a crew and you guys just put each other up, like you guys can come up like as a crew yourselves. And I feel like a lot of that has to do with technology and how easily accessible it is. Yeah, like how you promote yourself. Because I, I have my producer names and uh, music projects, but I'm also part of, like, Haze Reality. Um, I'm sure, like, I'm actually wearing a Haze Reality hoodie right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but, remember when you first made those. Like, um, Haze Reality is just me, dude named Saul Lopez, and then a dude named Christian Ramirez. But... That's uh, kind of like our label for all the different music that we make. Um, clothing brand. Uh, yeah, like like making a name label so under yourself. Do you make your own clothing? Yeah, yeah. We uh, we all pitched in for a vinyl press like last year. So. I think I actually saw when you made those sweaters. Yeah. I saw that you were printing them yourself. These ones actually are screen printed. So we had to go, you know, Badger. Yes. Because I was, I was talking to you. You were saying you wanted to collab on some clothes and shit. Yes. And I'm definitely down. I still want to. But when it comes to, like, screen printing, we don't have a screen printer. Those are kind of uh, expensive and messy, and, like, yeah. it takes a lot of man work. So we went through the Badger company, and honestly, um, they brought, like, the hoodies and our clothes to life. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't have asked for, like, anyone better. Um, they're, they're like really clean designs. And- mm-hmm. I know of Badger, and I actually think I have like a hoodie from there because I was roofing like a little over a year ago, and uh, just it was just like a company sweater, mm-hmm. and I got it through them. And doc, it's comfy. Yeah, it's pretty thick too, like with three C's. Right. Thick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. Uh, yeah, they pretty much touch over, like, companies and, like, whole communities. And then, like, smaller, like, groups, like, uh, Haze Reality and then, um, uh, Devo, DVO. I don't know if you've, like, you know, Kyle Nazer or any of those mm-hmm. dudes. They also make music. Um, Provolonius, I think that, Provolinius, I think that's his name, but he, he just. Uh, that's a cheese, huh? Yeah, yeah. I've had that before. I like those on my. I like those on my burgers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking, 
<laughs> but yeah, they they do a lot, and with a. Uh, uh, like high on all their clothes like they just dropped these new beanies are really nice mm-hmm. and it's just it, it's cool that all of us in logan are kind of like like there's a lot of like small groups of like yeah. musicians clothing everything that's kind of coming up and what what i like about that is that like when it comes to music like it's it's a big hobby of mine and what i realized early is that i don't necessarily want to take it somewhere I don't want to, I like, I don't care if I am touring or right. just getting like label releases. Like, I don't care for that. What I care is about just creations. Like, I like just making music in general. Right, like the art form Exactly, because yeah. I was never able to draw. I was yeah. never able to like paint, right? So uh, what I like is that I can express myself through music. Yeah, that's like, I. that's pretty much the goal like even for our clothes like all the money we yeah, make yeah. from our clothes we put right back in like i haven't seen a dollar from everything we've thrown at haste reality because it just goes back into like our screen press or vinyl um but like same with music you know i i've never made a dollar off any of my music either it's just i always try to make something that i can like really get an emotion across mm-hmm. like that's why i have so many different music projects because yeah, yeah. i try to create like a vibe you know yeah i and, feel you like some of those vibes are so different different like, you don't want to tie it to the last name yeah. i don't want it to be to like i want it to be complicated but not like i don't want to send mixed messages I, I want the message to be strong you know just one message really strong that's tied to that name right right yeah i feel like that's kind of why i created item nine is because crook I it's really like kind of bass heavy. Mm-hmm. So like I make dubstep. I'll make I have a bass house right, uh, remix right. I did for my homie Crisis. Shout out Crisis. Um, but and also like like I said I make hip hop with that. Mm-hmm. But I have for a little over a year now I super got into lo-fi. Yeah, and I wanted to make that or at least you know try and make that. But that's right. such a different vibe than bass music really so i was like i I need to come up with a different project and that kind of comes back to like my point is like i don't care if taking one project somewhere i just want to create it because honestly it's fun it's just a fun hobby like the feeling of finishing a song and it's like what you wanted it to be there's nothing better like i dropped um do song like last week uh-huh. on Memora. Yeah. I remember that. And it's just like it's just like a minute twenty long beat. Mm-hmm. But it's fucking it's everything I wanted it to be. Like like the sound everything. It's only like you said, it's a minute twenty, but like it's I feel like it's really powerful, but not in your face, if right. that makes sense. Right. Alright, so you were saying you have different music projects. Right, right. Um like name your music projects and the type of music you tie to that name. So I'm gonna start with Memora because that's at least in Logan what I'm like known for. I guess it's mm-hmm. like uh, I mean that that's what I know you for, right? Yeah, and that that is like my lo-fi project. Um, it's it's more just something to like unwind off of. Like I like to wake up in the morning and like relax and like set the mood. And I'll just I'll sit down and I'll work on some lo-fi, and 
I'll, I'll try not to think, you know, I'll just try and make something like really easy going. Um, but it basically, it, it is like lo-fi and I have a lot of different lo-fi inspirations. Like this guy LZU was like my biggest inspiration on SoundCloud. That dude ended up being actually a close friend of mine and he reposts all my stuff. That's awesome. Like, I recommend, like, if you're getting in lo-fi, especially recently, mm-hmm. look up LZU. He's an amazing, like, he's an amazing producer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, beside you, B- BSD.U, um, you may have heard of him. I-, I would say he's, like, one of definitely the more popular, like, uh, lo-fi artists. Yeah. And then, like, Swum. And then... A- I've heard of Swum. Swum. Swum's really good. He's yeah. kind of blown up in a way where his lo-fi's more turned into trap. Uh, that I've realized, yeah. <laughs> but his older stuff, it's like really, really true sound. Mm-hmm. And that, when I found lo-fi, when I was like, I want to say like 2015, 2016, that's when I like discovered all these artists that are really, really true sound. And that's where the inspiration stems from, you know? Um, and then a, t- a ton of other just like really low-key artists on SoundCloud, like uh, Vincent Vick, he kills it. He only has like six beats, a couple hundred followers, but yeah. like... Bro, SoundCloud is for the underground. Right. I will never stress that enough. That you can SoundCloud come across is like for the underground. You can come across some shit that you really, really like and it's really, really well made. And it could be so like two hundred followers, only like six tracks, but it's like it could be exactly what you're looking for. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, and one thing, like I love SoundCloud mainly because like I mean that's where I started out. Mm-hmm. Like th- two, three years ago. No, actually, like I've been so I've been DJing for like since probably 2014, right? Right. Um, and I started uploading mixes to SoundCloud, right? Because it, I mean it was free. Yeah. And like that's kind of just it gave me a pathway to the musical journey that I'm on now, mm-hmm. and. I have realized that over the years, um, like I'm talking specifically like electronic music. Right. There's these things called repost chains, and it'll be like so like, say if I were to join a repost chain and I just released a song, that song would join in on this repost chain, and say if it has like sixty other people in the same chain. Those sixty other people will repost it. Really, my song. but what I have realized is, ever since those started blowing up, it kind of killed SoundCloud. You think so? Yeah, yeah. I mean, SoundCloud is like really oversaturated with a lot of like just, I guess, overpromoted like trash. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. I don't know, because I've been trying to find a way to get, like, my lo-fi out there. Like I said, it's, like, a lot more of a, like, low-key kind of thing for mm-hmm. me. But, um, and when it comes to, like, reposts, like, I I always like to support all my homies' music and everything. But if yeah. you look at my SoundCloud, I don't have any reposts. I don't, like, everything is just kind of trying to make, like, an a specific, like, lo-fi aesthetic for it. Yeah. So I try to keep it low-key, but at the same time, like, um, you, you can't really get that level of exposure I, I i honestly haven't heard a lot about repost chains like i've seen them around but mm-hmm. i like i thought about joining one but i would like say if like i find like an artist on soundcloud and i see all these like kind of 
comments on it, and they almost don't seem like organic, if yeah. that makes sense. So, it's like almost like a botting system for yeah. your music. Yeah. And it just it kind of like it loses its uh, uh it's like it I, loses I, realism. Yeah. Yeah, it almost like falls into a system. Right. And it's literally like programming. Right. Um so and I think that's a big reason why as I mean I I got distrokid. We were talking about distrokid earlier right, before right. we even started recording. Well, um, we were talking about DistroKid, and I think a big reason why I took the shot on DistroKid is because not as many people use SoundCloud as you think. Yeah, SoundCloud's honestly kind of dying. And that's, yeah, within like the past few years. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's dying. So I got DistroKid, and DistroKid is basically to use simple words as a distributor right. for your own music. And I got it to release my music on Apple Music, iTunes, and even Spotify. Yeah. So like, like it, it even goes to the extent of TikTok, man. Yeah. If you have TikTok, look out for Crook and Item 9 tunes and make some TikTok videos <laughs> to them, man. YouTube is another. Um, yeah. YouTube YouTube's music. always growing. Like, I've been uh, filming, like, or, like, I, I've done a lot of video editing when I was younger. Because, like, mm -hmm. you were talking about how, like, you, you never, like, you wish, like, like you never drew or like artistically yeah, yeah, expressed yourself really when you're younger, dude. When I was a kid, like all I would do is draw and draw. Like I design all the just like I design this for the hoodie and everything. I'm trying to like really do something with that. But mm -hmm. whether it's art or when I was like 12, I did a lot of video editing. I had a YouTube channel. 12. Yeah. <laughs> 12. You were video editing. I did it. Yeah. I, I had a like. Uzi, who are you, man? <laughs> I'm just like uh, <laughs> I I want to say like if you spend a lot of your adolescence like alone, mm -hmm. you know, you don't have like a really super active friend group yeah. and you choose to be kind of like uh independent, then a lot of alone time you spend, you really learn about things that make you happy and things that you really like to yeah, do. Yeah, okay. And with art yeah. and shit, like I wanted to find so many different mediums to try it, so I I tried, well, because I started doing, like, animation when I was, like, the, there was this program called Pivot. I used to do a lot of, like, stick figure animations. And Yo, I was part of some, like, shout forums. out Pivot. Shout out Pivot, honestly. <laughs> Pivot's probably been dead for, like, almost a decade now, but. Damn. <laughs> and then when I was 12, like, I had a YouTube channel. Wait, how old are you now? I'm 21 now. All right, tight, tight. But, um, yeah, when I was 12, I did some video editing. I actually got a pretty good following on my YouTube. I got about like eight hundred subscribers. So well, as a twelve year old, as a twelve year old, yeah, damn dog, you were wilding back then. <laughs> I used to make like a uh, little short, like action videos with my friends, like as a joke. How, how them, long would those videos be? Like ten, like like six minute long little like videos. Like wait, so are you trying to make some like? How are you still good in that? Would you say I haven't touched YouTube since I was like twelve or thirteen. Because it was more of like a hobby, but yeah, I was getting like 100,000 views, 200,000 views on one video, um, but I, I never monetized them. I never made any money. It was just like me and my friends having fun, but you kind of grow out of putting special effects on Nerf guns with like heads blowing off and shit just as a okay. fucking joke pretty That's much. That's fair. I mean, but at the same time, you were like 12 or 13, so like, right? dog, you were thriving. Dude, like I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I had some... 
missed opportunities if I would have stuck to YouTube. Like some of the dudes that I make music or videos alongside of, mm-hmm. they live in like the fucking hills these days. They have like millions subscribers. Have to have they have to be loaded. Yeah. But you know, I I wouldn't really want to be making a living off of like that anymore. But That's I still fair. have the YouTube channel. Changing mm-hmm. it to more of like the record label. Filling okay. some skate parts, putting some lo-fi over it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because YouTube's always growing, dude. So, dude, like... it's been growing. For, like, exposure, it's good oh, yeah, to definitely, upload your music definitely. to YouTube. And I feel like a really nice thing about, like, YouTube is they have that, like, that side column with, like, recommended for you. So right. So, I feel like if, if you work their algorithm, like, you could easily take off. Well, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, uh, those, like, really aesthetic sad emotional like lo-fi edits on youtube where it's like simpsons or some shit mm-hmm. and that that's pretty much what i'm gonna turn memora into yeah. is film some skate parts like i'm working on this song right now uh it's seen from this anime called cowboy bebop and it's just uh it's pretty much just a dialogue between two characters i'm putting like a beat over it and i'm gonna edit that scene in some like old like cliche ass vhs style yeah but and just like set a mood, it's just like fun, and I feel like going a little following around there would just be like nice. It's just so fun to, you know, share art and music and any medium of art, whether it's making stupid ass fucking YouTube videos when you're a kid or yeah, animation. Yeah, yeah. It, or, it, it can come from the most random like little spark. Exactly. Exactly. Like, it, like something big can start from basically nothing. But at the same time, you gotta like. You have to capitalize on it. Yeah, and make it your own, you know? Because, like, with my lo-fi beats, like, yeah, there's how many fucking lo-fi artists and beats can you find? Like, they're everywhere. a lot, yeah. But I'm trying to, a lot of them are hip-hop influenced, and on mine, I keep them, like, a sense of eeriness, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah, yeah. It it almost, like, creates best way i can explain it. like do you know who sarcastic sounds is no they hit or I, i'm pretty sure it's one person but they specifically got me into lo-fi and who showed me that artist was uh my homegirl rena mm-hmm. so shout out rena for showing me sarcastic sounds because that's easily what got me into lo-fi right but sarcastic sounds is really i feel like they they keep a flow going right right and like like you mentioned you you almost like create like an atmosphere and you know also shout out sarcastic sounds because lil wayne just dropped an album and sarcastic sounds did an instrumental for no lil wayne shit. which is crazy and i like the only reason i know this is because i follow him on instagram and He's all he's all celebrating because Homeboy's only nineteen, right, and right. he just produced a track for Lil Wayne. That's so shout out Sarcastic Sounds, but yeah, starting young man. Easy, like, easily they set my pathway to lo-fi, mm-hmm. and now I'm trying to create it mainly because it's 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 like it's a really fun genre. Yeah, and it's something you can like just relax. Just like honestly, listen wake to up it. in the morning. Yeah, any time of the day. Honestly, just throw it together. Waking it's up, good shit. Um, trying to go to bed. Right. 
uh, say if like you're at work and you get a 10 minute break, toss some lo-fi on. It's good to skate too. Oh, I believe that. It's 100% the type of music you can listen to any time of the day. And it's like, there's a lot of hip hop influence because especially with this dude producing for Lil Wayne. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I definitely have hip hop influence in my lo-fi beats, but vocal wise, like (laughs) I'll have some like Biggie Smalls bars and shit, but also have some like, uh, like kind of ethereal female vocals over some mm-hmm. stuff. Like, as you know, I, I think putting singing, like some really laid back singing, in um, lo-fi. Like I don't know, it just brings it to a, a different level. Because every time you hear lo-fi, like you expect the hip hop into it, but if you put a beat over something, like, like with my lo-fi beats. I put like some songwriting into it. They're only like, like my longest lo-fi beat is like two and a half minutes long, you yeah. know, because I don't want to load it in with any like repetitive shit. Mm-hmm. But I keep it just fucking like stationary enough. Yeah, you know, put some singing over it. Um, my I have this one song called Pale, where I have like some female vocals over it, and it's like that's a really good example of like what I have always wanted to do with lo-fi. Mm-hmm. But Kind of like making it your own, you know, make it a yeah. little bit different, adding your own taste to it, exactly. And I feel like, of when it comes to music production, the biggest challenge you run into is finding your own taste and inserting that in what you're creating, right? Right. Like it take it takes years. Yeah, to like I can get that originality. I can honestly say like I'm not even at that point. Right. And I released my first song almost two years ago, so I've been producing for two years, and I can honestly say I don't have my own sound yet. Right. But it's, it's like that's tough. something that you like slowly, I guess, grow. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's a process. It's like chasing after like a vibe that you're trying to create. Mm-hmm. And like you learn more and you try different things. Like sometimes when I'm really um, like trying to make a specific sound, I'll avoid some of my favorite artists for a long time. I won't even listen to anything else because as much as my inspirations mean a lot to me, sometimes I don't want... I don't want them to, uh, like, skew my path into w- my direction. You know what I mean? That's fair, because I feel like even even if you're not listening, listening to them, dead in the moment, in the back of your head, yeah, one of their tracks is playing, like and you'll you're be producing just like, dude, you'll catch an idea from that track, and you're like, oh, I'll do this. So even if it's, like, like um, a two-bar section... Right. If it's in the back of your head, you'll bring it forward and you'll think it's original, but like, uh, truthfully, you know, yeah. you more than likely pulled it from that track. Like, you'll subcount, like, your inspirations can sometimes subconsciously make your music less original than you originally intended for them to yeah. be. Mm-hmm. So, like, sometimes, yeah, man, like, I'll entirely avoid anything yeah. when I'm, like, just in this mentality of trying to get some shit out. But. I know you use Ableton, don't you? Yeah. I know most of the people, most almost all the producers in the valley use Ableton, and most most all of them do electronic. Um, but for lo-fi, 
uh, some of my inspirations I was telling you about, they use Ableton, and there's some things you can do with Ableton to make it sound, like, so fucking nasty. Really? Yeah, like, uh, this guy, his name is Abe M., and he has this tape called Oh, What a Day. It's a 15-minute long tape, and I'd wow. say that is my personal biggest inspiration for all my lo-fi, because mm-hmm. they'll do things like uh, literally just broken trash, like, noises, and massive vinyl warps so it just sounds so fucked up but mm-hmm. it's like grooved in a way and, and it keeps it going yeah like uh did you listen to have you listened to like my the track that i sent you a few days ago that one i just finished up yeah the what was it the one you finished up or the one you released the one i released yeah, yeah i listened to it that like if you listen to it you can hear like some weird vinyl warps and it almost yeah. sounds like it's detuned and mm-hmm. it's like kind of waving um, and that, that I would definitely have to give a lot of credit to my inspirations for the way that they showed me how they can manipulate audio in like a degraded way to make music. That that's the reason I like lo-fi mm-hmm. is to use like unconventional sounds to make music. That's fair. And yeah. finding a way to kind of degrade your audio like that. Uh-huh. That's the fucking challenge. And that's what I'm telling you with item nine, dude, if you need any advice on yeah. just sound and tone mm-hmm. it's something i've been working on for like two years now <laughs> well honestly if you want i i like like you mentioned earlier yeah i do run ableton so if you want like an item nine memora collab oh we can easily do it on ableton definitely. if you want i that one item nine song that you showed me uh you're playing guitar in it uh-huh yeah those are my own chords that's yeah like i i've been playing guitar since i was like 15 uh-huh. Um, I play guitar like every fucking day and I try to incorporate that in all my beats even sometimes you'll hear like the, the lowest kind of just background uh, uh, like pretty much a bass line but yeah. not with a bass that's guitar. fair well I, I actually did want to get into your um, guitar like background mm-hmm. because on your snapchat you're always posting like you just throwing some riffs together. Right, right. Um, and is there a specific, like you said, you said you said you have three music projects. Oh, yeah. Is there one that is really guitar-inspirated? Um, well, I kind of sprinkle a bit of guitar into, like, all my work. You know, like, in my lo-fi, y'all have a little bit of guitar, but it's, like, really subtle. Yeah. Um, and... My other two music projects, um, uh, like, my my second music project is something, oh, yeah. Top this off. Top this off a little bit. Show. Um, but, yeah, like, I love guitar, yeah. but I hate guitar being the lead of any music. I like it more to be kind of like a background synth to throw like drums and bass together. Like that's one thing I've realized with lo-fi that you can like do and and make it sound for the lack of a better word acceptable. Mm-hmm. Mainly because I feel like when it comes to lo-fi, like I I I am a strong believer in what I'm about to say next, and I think that's because I started making electronic music but the drums lead any type of song 100 percent. that's um one of the biggest challenges i had when i was starting lo-fi is like 
even just the way that you produce your drums and your instruments, like you can have uh, like, like, you know, trap drums are so iconic or, you know, your basic hip hop drums. Lo-fi is like its own thing because it's like uncomfortable. I want to see them all be like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, because like, I feel like that's one performance they're going to go home about and actually like think about what went on right definitely like uh and like even obviously it's not going to be metal's dead so it's not really going to be someone's thing but it's going to be like that was really weird how that band went from some really relaxing kind of atmospheric shoegaze music into like the heaviest screaming scariest thing Mm -hmm. I've ever seen like a live band do and like like, that's what I want us to become like yeah because we've been we just been throwing together musical ideas for a long time now and we have like I'd say about two actual completed songs uh we just got our own house set up our live uh studio that's awesome our whole like live stage and we're gonna throw some some house shows with some friends have uh, some drinks and after party afterwards, you know. But Honestly, kind of, kind of just like creating an environment for the local community, like right. specifically Cache Valley, to like almost look forward to. Exactly. I personally have been here for almost two years, and I've realized that not a lot of things go on here. But if there is something going on, not a lot of people know about it, mainly because. It's probably not a popular thing here. Right, right. So one thing I have realized is that if there are things that are, are going on here, not a lot of people know. Right, right. So that's I'm going to give a specific shout-out to my homie Brandon because he started his own like music production company, started throwing shows and everything, and he started – Bring an electronic artist to Logan, and I don't know if that was a thing before, but I did notice that I think he's thrown a couple shows here, maybe. Right. But there's actually people here that want to be a part of that. But I think aside from him, and I'll, uh, Carlos too. But oh, yeah. I think maybe aside from them, there's almost like no one trying to do that here. Yeah, I I think that the EDM like electronic music scene not only in logan or cash valley but in utah in general is fucking massive like um and here specifically in logan like you said you've been here two years and you you notice that there really is nothing for people to do Mm -hmm. um i've been here my whole life so like i've always (laughs) tried to find a way to spend my time whether i skate or you know make music but i would say the only thing I really look forward to in a social situation in Logan is local shows and venues. Kind of like how we uh, went to that local rave down in uh, yeah. like Weissan the other day. Like, that, that was, was a great fun, time. and then I played at that ranch. Yeah, and you were playing. Dude, you fucking killed it. Thank you. Thank you. But that room, that room upstairs, man, was legit like a 10 by 10 room. Yeah, it was just a tiny room. It, not <laughs> like There were probably a total of like 50, 60 people at that um that whole at that event. venue dude i've thrown like parties up in the canyon that have had like more people than that you know yeah but just keeping it like low-key it's just so much more like wholesome that's fair it's like at the, 
I feel like, like when you're trying to do, yeah, yeah, definitely more intimate. It's like you're not trying to do it so people know who you are. It's like you're trying to do it honestly to give like community something to do, right? And just to have a good time, just to like an uh. excuse to get everyone together and have a good time. Like, uh, I don't know if you know Trace and Bradshaw, like him and his band, or uh, Josh and Guava Tree, um. Like the the indie music scene, like it's a low key kind of yeah. like island scene, and uh, I'm gonna have those dudes come play at my house venue once I get it together. I know they've been bugging me about when they can come play a show, but the only thing I'm really waiting on is getting our personal equipment ready, getting our songs ready. But um, you know those dudes always throwing local venues and local get-togethers, and it's just it's such a great fucking scene for yeah. everyone. And you know what's one thing I want to do. I want to get, like, some type of, like, launch pad. And I want to throw my own, like, shows mm. live. And I'm talking, like, it it could be lo-fi when I'm, like, running the drums. Right. Or it could even be dubstep where I, like, assign sounds to the pad and I let right. the drums run. And I'm making my own, like, rhythm. Right, right. So, like, I would love to do something like that i definitely want to get some type of launch pad to where i can sign you know sounds or drums whatever right. it is um so i can play a show like almost live right right and i i want to integrate that into like say shows that even if i got booked like for crook i want to integrate that into into the like a crook show to honestly just like switch up a performance right right because I like that. I think there's there's a couple um, artists that I've seen that like perform live through Ableton, not just CDJs. Oh yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I know Ableton is like uh, production software that you can perform live through, unlike it, FL it, Studio. I mean, I feel like you could with anything. You, yeah, you could. But what one thing I've you know like learned, but. Ableton is supposed to be like live performance. That's why it's called Ableton Live. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. But, so, of your projects, Memora. Yeah. Um, Lo-fi, right? Memora, Lo-fi, Mind Assignments. Um, like our band, like yeah, live. It's mm. it's all about you know live bringing people together. I would do some Memora stuff live but it's like how the fuck are you gonna perform lo-fi man like yeah i feel like everyone's got to be like fucked up or like just sleeping for <laughs> to be like a good show i feel like if you're gonna do lo-fi live you mm -hmm. can't have a long performance i'm talking 15 minutes max yeah like a take and with. and you have to have like some type of like actual performance that's why like i was kind of talking about like the lo yeah like, the, the, the like the beat pads yeah um my Actually, for Mind Assignment, there was a, I want to say, four months where my homie didn't have his drum set. Because we just got our new house, and he was going to buy a new drum set. So in the span of time where all we had was my guitar, um, uh, shout, honestly, I got to say right now, shout out to CJ Knows Best, um, CJ Knows Worst. He's my best friend, amazing, best producer in, like, uh, in Logan. Um, he's actually dropping a new, uh, like whole album, uh, this March, but he's got such, uh, like an amazing talent to the music that he makes, but he, you know, he uses his beat pads in his music 
and um, we like, we like hooked up, hooked that up to the speakers, put drums on it. I play guitar along to it, and that's kind of how Mind of Simon really started. Was him just playing like his beat pad over my guitar, and then that that's kind of escalating into uh, what it will soon become. Because all the music we made and everything, the only th- only times we've performed in front of any every anybody has been like a small small kickbacks. You know, maybe yeah, six eight people. Nothing crazy. Just like some low key, just us jamming, having fun. Minus Simon, pretty much is like just improv. Yeah. Um. And like that. That's crazy that you mentioned that. Like that's kind of how Minus Simon started. Right. Was just him playing on his B pad and you playing the guitar. Yeah. And that like I'm just gonna call back like earlier when we mentioned that an idea can literally start from nothing or nowhere. As simple as your homie playing his beat pad and you playing the guitar. Right. Probably in a garage, more than likely. Yeah. But. Started so, at mom's house when we were like 17, 18. Yeah. <laughs> and what, what's cool is when, like, when stuff starts young and you keep with it. Because like I said, I've been like DJing electronic music for like five going on six years. Mm-hmm. And... Like I'm still trying to progress in that mainly right. because it it's fun. It's a hobby, and that's what I look forward to. Like whether it's Crook or Item Nine, or even this podcast. Like right. I just like creating something that you think people at some point will be like, "Oh damn, I'm not doing anything." Like let's see what yeah, this like, person why has to say or show to Crook's Layer podcast tonight. <laughs> like <laughs> we're talking fucking... 8 p.m. 9 central dog <laughs> but you're saying like you know when you're producing your own stuff i feel like one person only has so much so much to offer a song you know what i mean like yeah. with mind assignment um when you're playing with other people you're also playing with other people's inspirations and when you allow that in you can like really musically not only grow with yourself but with mm-hmm. other people too like yeah. the way that me and uh my good friend cj have evolved just in playing off each other in music yeah. there's almost like a mental boundary that has been dissolved where we know exactly what where to take the song in any direction and it's such a real setting feeling yeah. like playing instruments is such an amazing outlet and feeling and when you can share that and kind of connect that energy with somebody else it's like I I don't want to sound like a, uh, you know, a, one of those spiritual, pretentious like you know energy aspect. Yeah. But, like, really, there is like a real fucking, uh, unexplainable connection musically that you can mentally connect with someone. And it's like, that's why playing live with other people is like such a fucking specific feeling that mm. I don't think I could ever achieve in my personal production i feel like at that point you're just bringing like two babies on steroids together and making them fuck and yeah. somehow producing <laughs> and next thing you know you have like one giant baby on like a couple steroids <laughs> and it's like fuck uh. yeah like, what it, is this it becomes like one soul creation out yeah. of like everyone's fucking you know, stupid ass ideas that they yeah, just throw yeah. together and eventually it'll morph into something that no, no, no one could have like expected or even wanted, yeah. but it sounds good. Or like you know when there's sometimes like uh like a woman is pregnant with twins and 
one baby's more dominant and eats the other. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but like when he comes to like playing music live with someone else, like each baby's trying to eat each other. <laughs> well, like it starts with like, you know, babies trying to eat each other and then it becomes like a Siamese twin of people trying to eat each other and then it becomes one giant, just disgusting so many ideas morphed into what it becomes. I feel like that's what any band really yeah, is. Yeah, I think they called that. I think they called those things dragons, bro. Fucking oh. <laughs> <laughs> But all right, so we've talked oh, about right, right. Um, Memora. Memora. We talked about Minus Simon. Simon. What's that third project you keep mentioning? So the third project is something that I've been keeping under the rocks for uh, months and months Whoa. now. Do I even know about this? Nobody knows about this. Damn. <laughs> so, yo, Crooks Lair. I was saving. You're hearing some hot, hot heat right now, baby. You're getting served a hot plate of lasagna. I've been saving this topic, like, I guess the reveal of this topic just for this moment in this, Honestly, this podcast, pretty much. I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Because I'm excited. Go for it. Go. So... My third project um, goes by, like, I guess my original persona of Uzi. You know, I added an Uzi.exe to the end of it because I don't fucking know, man. I, I just needed to come up with something. But but honestly, <laughs> like, it separates it from any other Uzi. Exactly. So, I just wanted to yeah. separate it. Nice. But, <sighs> all right, I, I should have prepared a little bit more for how I was going to explain this because what I'm pretty much trying to do with this project is to create a new form and sound of music that I've never personally heard before and hopefully no one else has heard before. Um, uh, as I guess from the youngest age when I even got into music, everything was inspired from metal, real fucking heavy, you know, screamo, deathcore, yeah. all the heaviest shit. Um, and I've always, always been my dream to be a part of that but i was actually telling you earlier i think that metal is dead in a yeah, sense yeah, these days but uh this project it's i'm pretty much trying to recreate metal in a different way um by bringing a bunch of different influences like uh ghost main suicide boys Dog, i love literally both of those artists you mentioned <laughs> Uh, I guess best way to explain it is imagine like deathcore, like the scary screaming and like so basically like that Travis smiles. Barker Suicide Boys. Yeah, kind of like um yeah, kind of right. like a few things that Suicide Boys has kind of tried, a few things that Ghostman has kind of tried, but never to a level of actual innovative, different sound that I've never heard. Like um, this project, there's no guitar. There's no guitar at all. Um, it's all driven by an extremely heavy bass, heavy beat. Kind of like how guitars over time have become more dissonant and distorted. Mm -hmm. What I do is I use my kicks and my bass and I distort them to a level where it sounds like uh, just grungy and evil. What um What production software to use i use fl studios do you have any like plugins specifically that you use yeah um actually what i there's a when if you play guitar and play it through fl studios or any music 
uh, program, you get a bunch of different distortion pedals, yeah, yeah. a bunch of different some, cabinets. Like, you're talking like basic, like in-house. Yeah, Re- like effects. Like your like guitar-oriented drive and distortion, and I use those plugins in FL Studios. But I don't use them for guitar. I use them for my bass. So it makes okay. a sound. The bass will make a sound that I'm never heard before. You yeah. know, I want to make like a just a different sound. So it's just so you're talking about like an post processing to an extreme degree. Yeah, yeah. You're basically trying to make almost like a sound you've almost like never heard before. Yeah. But the base of it comes from a guitar. Yeah, the the yeah, cuz like the bass influence definitely comes from a guitar and it has like it definitely has like your fucking uh suicide like triplet beat kind of flow to it, like yeah. with the way the bass hits. Um but it's songwriting wise and I want to say timestamp wise of the way the song is structured with the bass is influenced from like Gent and some like just uh like late 2010s deathcore and metalcore um and the vocals like i do a lot of just like you got like with suicide boys like sometimes you can hear him like screaming and stuff yeah the entire song is structured by just screams and growls and um i was hoping to drop my song before this podcast so that it could all kind of be one but i still need to record the the rest of the vocals i actually got a new mic to record it with nice but I, I've shown like one person the song just to see what they would think, you know? Yeah. Um, just to get that second opinion. And they, like, the look on their face, they just, they were just like, they didn't really know what to say because they were like, I've never heard anything like that before. And it was really interesting because that's exactly what I was going for. I wanted someone to hear it and not expect what they were going to hear. I wanted, I want to make the, the heaviest angriest possible music that i can make but you know no guitars no uh, like acoustic drums bass everything that's in a basic metal song replace it with like a bass heavy ass like produced beat i definitely need to hear this yeah i I really really want to be the second person you show because i want to hear this i will like uh, a lot of black metal influences like when you hear like the the snares the snares are hitting like 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 super super fast like double pedals kind of like when you're double pedals on drums but it's like double pedal bass so it's just like when i was trying to play it on my computer and i was trying to like uh master a little bit of the instruments it was just so fucking it was just so heavy and it was so bass driven and like the have the vocals hit with the 808s in such a way like honestly when i was done with the song or done with the basic beat itself there was a little bit of like edm sullivan king influenced heavy ass bass but instead of like so like think of like sullivan king but instead of like more of an edm influence to the way the instruments hit it's more of like a fast place like black metal influence to it okay like um i don't know man i um I, because I started this song just because I had this idea for trying to recreate metal in a way, and it sounded really cool. Um, I started an, another one in like my personal studio, my 
buddy CJ, um, his second beat that he dropped on CJ Knows Best, uh, it's called Itching for Murder, and it featuring me. So it's like, um, you can hear that influence I'm telling you about because it's, it's kind of like a really heavy, scary death trap, but there's some screams and growls and heavy bass, and it's just... So probably the best way to explain this project is expect nothing. Yeah, it's like just if when you go into listening to this project just um just get ready for some really intense heaviest shit like like kind of like you're listening like you're in the car with some homie that listens to some scary ass screamo shit and you don't know what to make of it it's like think of that recreated in a way that matches the demographic of the way that ghosty main and kind of suicide boys direction has been yeah. going i like to use them as an example because it's it's honestly it's the closest that i can possibly use it as an example but it's so it's when you listen to the song you won't hear you won't hear any similarities between any song you've heard before that's what i've been going for yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't want to be like you know pretentious and say i'm gonna make something no one's ever heard before but that's like i've been working so hard it just trying to make something that I've never heard before. And yeah. hopefully people also will be just as surprised with the outcome of Uzi.exe than I am. I feel like when it comes to like the examples you use, like Ghostman and Suicide Boys, their base is hip-hop. Yeah, yeah. But I think when they swing, they swing for the fences, but the ball comes right back. And home plate is hip-hop. Yeah. And they'll reach out and touch this and touch that. But long story short, never forget, this is still hip-hop. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I'm i trying to, like, hit that shit over the fence into somewhere that no one's ever heard before. Like, a lot of my inspirations oh, metal-wise. So we're talking no man's land. Yeah, like... Doc, <laughs> I bet the only person that has been there is... Captain Jack Sparrow. Right. <laughs> like well, the only funny. guy. There's no way. I mean, it's like I don't know, like cuz a lot of my inspirations like I'll use System of a Down as an example when they first started out, they had such a fucking weird created alternative metal vibe to their music and people hated it. People thought it was fucking weird. It's something they never heard before. So there was like one side of people that hated it. And there's one side of people that loved it because it was, like, something they'd never heard before. Of course. And I'm using that, like, I know that a lot of people are going to listen to this shit and be like, this is way too much for me. This is some fucking out there shit. And some people listen to it and be like, wow, I've never heard that before. And it's pretty much like this is something that I've been working towards for a long-ass time. You know, with Memora. It's just, it's something that I like to do in the mornings when I'm relaxing, throw together some lo-fi beats, put some, you know, VHS aesthetic to it, mm-hmm. and just relax about it, and not worry about it. And with Mind Assignment, it's like, just jam, and have fun with friends, and try to create some music that we love to make. And with Uzi.exe, it's like, I want to make the heaviest music 
that I possibly can that no one's ever heard before. Um, yeah, like, it, I knew in this podcast it was going to be kind of hard for me to try and put into words, I guess, what I'm trying to make with it. Yeah. But, so I wanted to have at least some material for you to listen and be like, what the fuck? Yeah, I've heard <laughs> you've sent me Memora stuff, and mm-hmm. one thing I'm really happy for, which is basically the only reason that I know you, is, again, shout out Carlos. Uh, he added us in this group Snapchat, right? So that's kind. That's how I met you. I didn't know of you until that snap. And what I like is you, you specifically, you rarely send stuff to the chat, but when you do, it's like, the type of stuff that like I don't really just listen to and forget. So really? one thing I really like about the Memora project is it's your lo-fi project, but instead of like it being hip hop based, you create an atmosphere and you push with the atmosphere to try to like have people enter it. And not leave it until the song is over. Right. And when the song's over, then you question, what would, did I just experience? Even if it's like like you mentioned, uh, a minute 20, right? Even if it's a minute 20, for that minute 20, when I first listened to your latest song, I... I tried to break down the drums. I tried to break down the ambiance that you created and at the end of the song next thing i know the song's over my headphones are playing nothing but i'm still listening to the song does that make sense dude oh my god that's exactly what i'm trying to go for that the best way i could explain it is i'm listening to the song but i'm hearing nothing because nothing's playing into my ears but i'm still trying to listen right right and I love that you're doing that with Memora because how many songs do you have out as Memora? I have four total tracks out. I feel as if you have way more. I haven't necessarily listened to anything of Mind Assignment. I don't know if that's my cup of tea. Right. But the fact that you're producing or creating something completely different from Memora, I admire because you don't need to, right? Right. (laughs) There's no rule in the music industry that tells you if you're going to do this, you can't do this. Right, right. So that's awesome that you're doing Memora lo-fi, Mind Assignment, Metal, Grindcore, Death, Metal, whatever you want to call it, right? And then, uh, and Uzi, then some Uzi dot exe. Like those are three completely different projects, right? But you're not letting the music industry tell you what to do. Exactly. And that's one big thing that I try to push mm-hmm. with the fact that I have Crook and Item Nine is that. Those are two completely different types of music. Exactly. But I'm not letting guidelines tell me, 
hey, if I'm going to do this, I can't do this. Right. Like, you just got to be... Well, because we were taught... Well, but I was, I was telling you earlier about I want to create such a specific emotion with my music. And I have, like, so many different things I want to do that I can't fucking blend them together. Like, I mean, like, you can do any... You can blend anything together. You can, you can. do anything. Yeah, but yeah. if I personally... I want to make an emotion on a, for a specific persona... I'm going to do that. It's almost like it's almost like you feel like you have borderline personality disorder. Like some days I wake up, man, and I'm like I just want to relax and make some really chill lo-fi. And sometimes I wake up and I'm just full of so much fucking energy and like anger and shit. And I want to make the nastiest, like I want people to listen to it and just look visibly uncomfortable. Like <laughs> and that day Momora didn't wake up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That day Memora did not exist. Like some days I don't even touch lo-fi and all I'm I'm only on my heaviest fucking shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it's just I don't know, man. I don't I don't want to limit myself to one thing cuz with art there's so there's a fucking spectrum, you know? There's no rules. There's literally no rules. And that's what I love about art. Like when it comes to art and that's that's an umbrella term that I'm using. When I say art, I'm, I mean an umbrella term that I'm talking about. Music, painting, drawing, tattoos. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what's it? Was uh, dude even uh, like dude, when, when you like fold paper into like animals? What's it called? Fucking. Starts with a P. Origami. What? Origami. <laughs> origami. Dude, I don't know. What that- I don't know why that started with the Dude, beam, man. Anything, man. Even like some days you walk outside and you just look at the way the fucking trees are blowing in the wind. That's that's fucking art, art dude. Like, <laughs> I want to sound like the, well, like the best way to explain it is looking at the tree and say yeah. it's waving because there's a little wind. Right. Every single person will look at that differently. Take yeah, differently. Take it in. In a different way, and either A, you know, just bypass it, or B, right. really think about the fact that that tree is living. It's right. a living organism. It's like living art. Like, and, oh, my when God. you look at a sunset, like, what does it make you feel? And then if you think about what it makes you feel, then you realize that everyone else that looks at it feels something differently. Uh-huh. And that's like, Dude, same thing with music. Like, if yep. I were to show, like, what I'm telling you about, <laughs> I mean, if you listen to Memora, I don't think anyone would ever, um, would ever realize that I personally am a huge metalhead. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if I were to ask someone like like you, someone that's like has huge electronic music influence, yeah. Um, if I was would to ask you what you think of metal, like you, it, it is completely different than like what it makes me feel and that's why art and music is so important because it's going to affect everyone differently and it'll also touch people differently yeah yeah. because me i could listen to metal and absolutely hate it but if you listen to the same song it could literally make you want to change your life exactly it's crazy because as art it can 
it's always being taken in in different ways and touch different lives and touch people in different ways. But when you get down to the nitty gritty, it is the same thing that everyone's looking at. Exactly. That's dude. Oh my God. It's, it's, it's an unexplainable feeling feeling. It is an unexplainable feeling. Like that's why with Memora and Mind of Simon and Uzi.exe, all my shit, it's like I I'm I'm never ever trying to conform to anyone. All I'm trying to do with my music, the bottom line, is I'm trying to convey an emotion that I feel and maybe reach out to someone that maybe understands it or not understands it. Maybe to them it's something different, but that's the beauty of art and music like you're kind you're kind of trying to say something to someone exactly that's to someone whoever's listening whoever wants to take this in the way that it'll almost move them exactly you're the person I'm talking to like like you could make a song and you can listen and it can be listened to a thousand times to a thousand different followers, right? A thousand different listeners. But that song was made for that one person who actually gets it. Gets it. And just based off that one person who gets it, you may never run in, run into them, may never meet them may never interact with them at all but just the fact in the back of your mind that you know along the way you touched one person and maybe made them change their life for the better or even made them look at life a little differently affect their life in any way that one person is the sole reason that you made that track exactly like and that's art. That's that's dude. That's the definition of art. I think definition of art can be summed up by just music. You know, like I think something really important is to always provoke people too. Like with Memora and, and something just as subtle as a lo-fi beat, I can kind of subtly connect with somebody and uh, like you know maybe in the background kind of like sway their emotions and it is something a little bit different but something like uh like like uzi where it's just the heaviest most disgusting music you've ever heard like i said i like to see the look on people's faces and see the way that my music has made them uncomfortable like to provoke them to provoke all their emotions and even if it puts them in like a state of mind where they're just uncomfortable and they don't like it, that's a good thing because I've provoked them to a sense where they have I've made them think about and think. feel something that they don't think. like at all, and that's oh. also art. That's why I love horror, metal, and heavy shit is because it provokes people to a sick mentality where most people are afraid. But if you're like if you allow like those darker more depressive Entities. feelings. Yeah, like literally just the word think takes the cake. Right. Like if if they think, "Oh, I hate this track. 
why do you hate it? Right? Um, if it makes them think, what about this track makes me not really forget it? They could not be a fan. But if in their mind they're thinking like, I don't like this song. But two, three days later, this song is still in my head. Exactly. I don't like it. But it's still Exactly. There. It's just like, why the fuck is this? song that just makes me feel uncomfortable still lingering in my head and like that's the fucking point man that that's what uzi Daiexi is supposed yeah. to be i want to fucking provoke people and that's make cool feel that's cool comfortable yeah. when you were telling me um when you listen to memora and the song kind of lingered in your head mm-hmm. like dude honestly that meant the fucking world because even the last track frontside flip that mm-hmm. i made um, when I was making it, I was so fucking happy with what I made, you know, and I had so much more material that I could fuck around with. Yeah. So I kept wanting to add on to it and stretch it out. There were some parts and like there was some 10 second long measures in the song that I liked so much that I wanted to reuse um, because I just thought it sounded so good. But I like forced myself to say, no, if you hear one measure that sounds really good, then you'll appreciate it so much more because you only heard it for 10 seconds than if you heard it for, like, 30 seconds even. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. That's why with my beats, when I was telling you I don't like, I don't want to keep it repetitive. I want to keep a level of songwriting to where it changes in a way where it flows right, but you can't really keep track. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just a two-minute song, you know, compacted with a perfect flow, and you wish that you would hear the same melody this many more times so that you could truly soak it in. But instead, it doesn't. So it just lingers. It lingers. And that's probably the best way I can explain is that last track that you sent to me of Memora is that it lingers. It stayed there and it almost made me think the question, what did I just listen to? So, and I, I'm not going to lie, the first time you sent it, I listened to it at least three times in really? a row. Because yeah. you create an atmosphere. And it's crazy is because you got into the atmosphere that you wanted to create, you got into it super quick. You got into it quick. You didn't waste any time. It's like, as like say if you were commentating or if you were leading some type of like vocal group. You said, hey, we're going to go here. Come on. Come, come, come. And we're here. And then while we were there, you kept us there. And then at the very end, you're like, all right, it's gone. It's over. And it happened so quick and so fast. And how long is the song? A minute 20? Something like that? Minute 20, yeah. It happened so fast that at the end, some people were thinking... It's still going on when there's no audio. Some people were thinking, okay, that's over, but is it really over? Some people were thinking, okay, yeah, that's over. But wait, what did I just do the last minute and a half of my life? Right, right. And it's it's because you created an ambiance – atmosphere whatever term the listener wants to use it's the fact that you created this energy that the listener can intake however they please 
and it's because I feel like when you created this track, I'm I'm talking to you as a listener. When you created this track, you created it how you wanted me to interpret it. If you wanted, say me specifically, you made this song for how I wanted to hear it. And then if you talk to another listener, that listener will say that you made that track how they wanted to hear it. And I think when it comes down to it, all these different listeners, like we mentioned earlier, will listen to it differently and will listen and intake it how they do. But yours will be different than mine. And that last Memora track was moving. I really, I really, really appreciate it, man. Like... Something uh, kind of interesting about that last track is how it came about. Because uh, I've been working on this just this one track for about a month now. And uh, a bunch of other ones. Like, I'm always throwing together just some ideas for Memora. But that last track I made in one day. One day. One day. You know, mixed, mastered, art, the artwork finished yeah. for it in one day. On top of that, I will say, dog, this goes out to any producer out there. If you are on a grind, if you start something and you're on a path, if you are on motivation, run with it. Yeah, dude. Don't stop. Don't stop yourself, okay? If you find something and it just keeps feeding ideas, run with it. Don't stop until you're out of ideas. Right. Because I can honestly say I've made tracks in one day. Yeah, because it's just like a constant flow. Dude, they just go, man. You can stop and then the next next day you're like, oh man, I'm going to go back to this beat. And you can even listen to the beat back through and be like, you know, I don't know if I'm feeling this. Because it's like... I don't, dude, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, sometimes you can be in such a fucking mood and you got such a vibe with it. Like, because, I don't know, man, I, I woke up that morning, I got pretty toasted, and I was just trying to relax, man. Like, the birds were chirping and it was such a vibe. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to work on my beat from last night. I'm just going to throw together just how I'm feeling right now. And ended up working for about 10 hours straight. Honestly. Got some food, finished the artwork done ma- mixed and mastered in a day like the, i couldn't be more happy with it i i the older i get the more introverted i become and i can honestly say a 10 hour music production day sounds way better right than a 10 hour outside of the house day bro call me crazy call me Chris, call me crook. Call me item nine, dog. <laughs> I don't care what you call me. A 10-hour production day sounds way better than probably 95% of any day you can come up with. Unless it involves meeting John Morant or Damian Lillard. <laughs> those guys go off in the NBA, bro. Oh, I would love to meet literally Either one of those guys. 
aside from the point, when it comes down to it, my alone time, oh, dude, I admire so much. Right. So much. Like, if you give me a hundred chances, I could easily say 90 of those times I'm saying I'm going to stay home and do something I find that enjoys me. Right. Whether it comes to music production, recording a podcast, um, uh, um, sound design, literally anything. And what's crazy is that the majority of it revolves around music. Exactly. Like, sometimes, like, I'm always bailing on homies <laughs> all the time. Mm-hmm. When, like, you know, I feel bad, but it's never, it's it's only, you know, I'll wake up one morning and someone will hit me up to go do something. And nine out of ten times, I kind of just fucking, like, uh, like, bail my way out of it. Just because I'm in my room, I'm in my studio, and I'm just doing what I'm doing, you know. I eat some food, maybe play a game for a few hours, work on some to work on some music for like six hours play some guitar for like two hours like you know and just making myself happy trying to like find a way to to outlet emotions and shit and i was telling you man like ever since i was younger like i spent most all of my adolescence completely alone completely isolated and i feel like that that has a lot to do with art um like when it comes to like a mainstream media and music and kind of like uh herd mentality of music and sound, a lot of people will spend their lives kind of like surrounded by people, uh, like, you know, family and friends and situations and those personal are, beings, basically. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And those kind of just stem into like the norm and the mainstream of all music. And like, I don't have a problem with that. You know, sometimes I admire people that, have had uh, very, very active social lives through their adolescence and their young adult, uh, like like time, yeah. because they're, you know, they're they're never bored. They're always surrounded by people that care about them, and but when they're alone, they don't like being alone, and it's almost like they don't really like, um, have like a real personal connection with art that they really love. And spending all of that time alone, I found what I what I liked in my music, and yeah. that definitely shows for who I am today and what I do today. Because I I started off introverted. I'm still hard introvert, but I become more extroverted as I got older, out of like a third person perspective of trying to surround myself with, you know, people and um, things more things I care about out of sense of I want to meet new people, I want to be more active, I want to have more of a social life. But at the same time, I hold on to my isolated, alone, fucking lonely emotions because that made me who I am. That's where all my art and inspiration comes from. And honestly, as weird as it sounds, it may be like a comfy place for you because that's how you grew up. Oh, yeah. I can honestly say I'm the exact opposite when i was a kid i tried to have as many friends as i could i played as many sports as i could i was always outside the house right so the older i get you mentioned that you wanted to become more social when i'm the opposite dog (laughs) i'm just like bro friday night what am i doing oh 
I'm at my crib making music. Dude, exactly. Oh, Saturday night? What? What's up? Hey, reference Friday night. I'm on my home <laughs> making music because I, I just think as older as I get, the less time I have for bullshit. Exactly, dude. I I don't want to deal with you. It I'm I'm not going to know you in a year. Right, okay? right. If I'm not going to know you in a year, this is irrelevant. You can forget your name, make one up and tell me. But but what I do appreciate is as I was growing up, I was different. As I was growing up, I tried to have as many friends as I have. I tried to learn about this person, learn about that person. And what I like it is now, like, there'll be times where I speak to that person, say, like, on Snapchat. And, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to remember that person. Like, we basically grew up together. But right now, we don't really speak. And as weird as it sounds, like, I'm 23. And I think this is such a weird point in my life that I I will meet 10 people. I'm going to remember three, forget seven. Right. And I think it's such a, such a, a time limit in my life that... If you don't bring something forward for me to remember, I'm more than likely not going to remember you. And that's that's no beef. That's no beef towards anyone. But if you're just someone I meet and we talk about our days, our days are gone. Right. So I'm really happy that I grew up social because now – I know kind of like who's going to fuck with me with whatever I produce. Because if those people were on my side back then, maybe they're on my side now. And if they had like the same or same like say childhood as me and they're hanging out with these people and I'm hanging out with these other people but I'm creating something and the one guy that I connected with earlier was like, hey, check out my homie. I've known him for a long time. Then maybe Crook Item 9 and Crook Slayer can grow in ways that are almost unimaginable if I didn't have that same childhood. Right, right. Yeah. No, that pretty much, <laughs> yeah, because it's like polar opposite. Like I'm to the polar opposite where... I dude, I love my alone time, and I I'm very adamant about being alone and working on my shit. But at the same time, it's like I really want to meet people and be around, uh, you know, the opportunity and meet great people and see what I can work with them with and make new friends, you know, because I I want to fulfill every moment of my life, whether it's being alone working on my personal self, my music. Or being surrounded by, you know, people I care about and yeah, um, meeting new people like, uh, even just working at the smoke shop, uh, just like our our local uh, vape shop for like two years. Yeah, I mean, you used to work at that that Timberline, bro. Shout out Timberline, Timberline, bro. (laughs) Not anymore. Never forget though. Come on, they were they were the plug. They were now they're charging like. $10 
36 bucks for a four pack of mint jewel pods. Okay, y'all can fuck right well, bro, off, bro. Bro, we had, like, a whole switch up with the owners and shit. Ever since then, like, the vibe changed. But the I bottom line of that job was, like, yeah. honestly, it was a social... Um, it was a social place where I could meet new people, and I met a lot of really... I met a lot of really great people there, definitely, and had a really, really great experiences. And I wouldn't have quit if it wasn't for just my dream in music. Like, the reason I quit was to get a fucking... One of those good-paying jobs where people die at, you know what I mean? Just to yeah. get enough money to get my new guitar, get my new pedals, get my Don't music live. equipment. It's the best way to explain it. It is. It's like society nowadays. I'm not going to get deep into this because this is the last thing I want to talk about in this podcast. Bro. <laughs> I want people to come in and just be like, damn, who is this artist? What are these people talking about today? Like, right. But the only thing I'll say about this is, bro, like it's honestly kind of getting hard to live. <laughs> Simple. I feel like it's a lot of becoming like a younger adult. You kind of get hit with reality of like. Dude, smack. Don't say hit. Smack. Yeah, bro. dude. It's like. Left hook, right hook, uppercut, bro. I'm on the ground. Like, fuck. It's man, like, what? I'm making $16 an hour now, and all the people you work with are like, this is where I die. This is where I get my 401k. And it's like. I didn't ask for this. <laughs> I'm yeah. using this. Like, I'm trying to get this money. I'm trying to get out of here. And I'm trying to just grow myself. And honestly, man, like. My goal isn't become like rich and famous with any of my music. My goal is just to create art. And if if maybe along the lines, if I'm working hard enough and I end up even being able to scrape by, you know, just with what I can make off music and shit, that's a fucking dream. That is a fucking dream. And I don't care. Like, because I told you I used to make movies and shit i do a lot of yeah, video yeah. editing bro my my goal in life is to make a film like an hour and a half long full film no dialogue showing no human face all all conveyed by like um you know atmosphere and visual art but to the entire movie it's an entire album i want to get a movie yeah. and an album together have it in the yeah, cinema like that'd be sick if say like with memoria you put like some type of like even if it's like a track album right and you create this mix but with the mix you create a visual movie like a story it. told movie exactly yeah, that would be awesome i my biggest like inspiration with a lot of the shit that i'm kind of working towards is rob zombie uh, even as a kid, he grew up as an introvert where he was kind of uh, an outcast, you know, weird kid that no one really fucked with. Spent a lot of time alone. And uh, a lot of my artists have come from backgrounds like that because that time alone and that time of being an outcast is your time of like difference and creating a difference in art. And, you know, he, he created art. He's a fantastic musician mm -hmm. makes fantastic movies house of a thousand corpses uh lords of salem fantastic movie and like that's he's like that's a, such an amazing inspiration uh inspiration you know if i could really work on my music and maybe someday turn it into like cinematic art that's like my goal like i, I want to save up 
fucking $200,000, make a full fucking movie and a full album over it and just create a perfect work of art of something that I'm personally trying to convey. Mm-hmm. And like, if I don't make anything off of it and I lose that $200,000, I don't fucking care because I was just trying to make a form of art. And I don't care if I'm on the streets, man. Like, I just want to like fulfill my life. If I'm if I'm dead with a 401k, that's cool. But if I'm dead in my early 30s, but with work of art to kind of convey um, everything I've tried to make with yeah. my life, that is so much more meaningful to me. And I'm like in this small town of Logan. Like you said, you've only been here two years. Yeah. Bro, I've been here my whole life in this this small, quiet town with nothing going on and no opportunity. But I have this just an artistic fucking drive, mm. and like, dude, I'm like, I'm, I got like what fifty plays on my newest song. I don't give a fuck, man. It's just that's not what matters. What matters is getting your point across. Right, and, I'm and just, like, dog, what you mentioned about earlier, like either going broke or making everything. Like money comes and goes. Right, right. That greens everywhere, bro. Look outside, bro. This is a damn tree, bro. If you look at this tree, what color is that damn tree, bro? It's probably green. You know, depending the time of year <laughs> you look at it. But my point being is that like passion and love and admiration like that type of stuff is more difficult to come across than money right like money comes and goes man you wake up one day spending this much like in a week or in two weeks like whatever that's coming right back right like so one thing if you're gonna one thing you can't get back for sure is your time so if you can spend your time doing what you love whether it's a career or a hobby it's like do it exactly do it like there's so much patience and yeah. trial and error involved with everything man yeah. like just seeing music like seeing like like honestly yeah shout, shout out carlos and everything for everything he fucking does mm-hmm. and he helps me out like he's he's an amazing person amazing artist and then like you with your with item nine and all the different projects seeing seeing everyone in like our producers club you're telling t- yeah that we're part Sh- of and everything shout out um <laughs> sambo and skylar oh yeah definitely <laughs> and like seeing like skylar drop something new uh uh-huh. seeing him like just seeing everyone get better at producing and trying to be better yeah it's like just it's wanting amazing. to be better like i was telling you 50 plays on soundcloud like wow <laughs> but i mean the fact that i i'm really proud of what i made bro that's indescribable you know to and to be getting better at it i don't know man like in even with the producers club like you know there's a huge like like electronic music scene with you and all you guys and it's inspiring and it's like it's fun it's it's fun it's really cool and then i'm over here making something completely opposite but i just i love being involved and like listening and sharing ideas yeah 
the like the best way I can explain it is that, like we're making two different things, but it's almost like the point that we're trying to create is more or less in the same ball field, right? And and like when we're giving each other feedback and shit, yeah, like, yeah. you need someone that has a completely different completely, music background to bro. give you their input. Uh-huh. That's also why I like to like you know I'm like hey listen to this fucking stupid ass shit that you guys mm-hmm. aren't gonna like. I want to hear like what yeah. you have to say about it because it's like it's just important to just. Dis- to just learn and mm-hmm. like see where people are coming from there's so many music is so subjective yeah definitely and what's cool is like say if you send me something that i wouldn't listen to and i give you feedback from an ear that that has like an electronic music influence you may take it into consideration say if i give you like 50 words to work with you take 10 of those words and really think about those 10 and you integrate it into your track, those 10 can put you over the top. Fuck those other 40. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. If you can take the tiniest little speck of any feedback that you get and capitalize on it, sometimes it could be complete bullshit. Sometimes it can take your track from... 50 to 100 so it's like it it is really nice like you mentioned um getting feedback from an ear that's not used to listening to that right it's really nice so i'm glad we do have that producers club because you make different music than skylar makes different music than carlos makes different music than i make different music like we all make different types of stuff so when we can hear feedback from different ears it's really nice because maybe something that you're saying that probably has like a metal or even lo-fi influence maybe i can throw it in the dubstep that i'm making and next thing you know like that going back to what you mentioned earlier a callback that like that one to two bars or measures that you listen to and it's like damn like what was that damn what was that I thought my girl opened <laughs> open that door so I wasn't gonna <laughs> talk and let her come in and stuff but so but yeah yeah you listen to those one or two measures and you're like, damn, what was that? You're thinking about that. So I have to give props to uh, uh, a band called Tool. It's cult following. Like, yeah. They have fucking like 10 minute long progressive songs, you know, and there's maybe you hear one measure that sounds so amazing and you kind of wish that they would run with it, but they don't. But that's the beauty because you appreciate every little detail and like, um, um, that that's definitely some, I guess, advice I'd love to give is if you if you find some gold like you know definitely like it's always great to run with it but sometimes it's good to just let be every moment in the song to be special, you know instead of like trying to stretch it out as long as you can because then it would just become i guess not as special but i don't know man like i think all input and ideas in music is important but there should never really be a 
like guideline guideline yeah or never. like an expectation never if i was to expect like if i was to listen to a song and be like i think you should do this like like oh as the person getting the feedback take it with a grain of salt exactly like what they're suggesting is a hundred percent what they think will make the song better what one person thinks will make the song better so take it with a grain of salt maybe take it in mind and maybe look into it if the producer thinks so you don't have to listen to all the feedback that you get it won't hurt to test it though yeah it won't hurt to run through this run through that if if this person says this and the other person says that like it doesn't hurt to check it out but you don't have to listen to everything someone tells you yeah, like sometimes like critics and expectations it can just like completely morph your art into something that you never wanted it to be something that's not created and inspired from you there's this band called Chevelle they have a song about that about uh music in general and about how they began their music because it was it was just so fun it was so great to make ideas and then there's like this there's always a fad there's always an expectation there's always a critic to to morph your creativity into something that can be um like easily digested and uh like monetized you know what i mean yeah 100 percent. a lot of bands like uh deftones i would have to say is another huge inspiration for not only my metal or uzi or memora but my entire idea of what music should be is the way that they have you know created a lyrical and musical uh structure that really takes so many different listens and and such an acquired taste of creativity and you know they had their record label that really wanted them to play like a single for one of their albums and they ended up turning the single into a giant fuck you to the entire masses and <laughs> that's just really inspiring because they're at, like they're not appealing to a certain crowd they're not trying to get people to listen to it with that message. They have a message. They don't care who listens to it, but we're going to put this out there. Exactly. I think, like, really important, like, music that has, that appeals to a mass following is so much different than music that appeals to a cult following. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. cult followed artists that have such a small, dedicated, and diehard fucking fan base means like it's such a specific vibe that they don't give a fuck about, and that's yeah. that is so inspiring. Mm -hmm. Oh man, it's nice. But Jordan, Uzi, Mamora, whatever you want me to fucking <laughs> call you, dude, it has been a damn pleasure yes. to have you on my show. Like, man, what I really love about this show, it's been my favorite that I've recorded so far really? because we be, we come from different bases. Exactly. We come from different influences, but I think we can connect and talk about music 
in the same way but different backgrounds like it's been super fun and it's cool because we can connect like the same feelings that we get from different places but meet in the same place because it comes to feelings touch bases on the same influence touch bases talk about the same stuff talk about the same feelings but jordan go ahead tell these people where to follow you where to find you so um memora on soundcloud that's m-e-m-o-u-r-a if you want to listen to some really you know laid back more more ethereal lo-fi or something that you haven't really heard before or if you're even interested in listening to something different go ahead and give me a follow on instagram also it's underscore memora underscore um uh, Uzi.exe is up on Instagram. Mind of Simon is a little underground. So if you ever want to catch a show there, we're definitely going to be throwing some house shows soon. Excited. Would love to see anyone there. Love to meet anyone new. Um, uh, shout out to CJ Knows Best. Great friend of mine. Incredible producer. He's dropping some new stuff really soon. So if you're into some, some spooky rap, some <laughs> just some fantastic music all around, it never hurts to give it at least a shot. Um, and then also, of course, I want to promote Hazed Reality, clothing line of my brothers, my family, my my closest friends. And also, on top of that note, yo, look out for the Crook collab <laughs> with Hazed Reality <laughs> because we definitely got to make that a thing. And the Item 9 Memora collab. Definitely. Item 9 Memora song collab, Crook Hayes Reality Clothing Collab. Yo, look it out for everything. I'll link everything I can to this podcast in the description. Shout out, Jordan. Thanks for coming through. Like I said, this has been my favorite episode that I recorded because there's just so much knowledge, but at the same time, like expression that when it comes to music, I think we definitely put it out in this podcast that we're not doing it for clout. We're not doing it for fame. We're doing it because I think one, uh, two universal languages, okay? Number one is numbers. Number two, music. Definitely. So we're not looking for fame. We're not looking for clout. We're looking to touch people in a ways maybe they've never been touched before. Or maybe trying to touch people in a ways they have been touched before and maybe they can find a new message in what we're trying to put out there. Yeah, The f- best message I could possibly get from this whole podcast and conversation with my friend is just being open-minded to music and all art and because it it can really it can really connect with you in a way that you wouldn't expect um but it has been an absolute pleasure dude it's been a damn (laughs) pleasure man i've had so much fun everyone say thanks to jordan uzi.exe memora mind inside mind of simon (laughs) mind of simon (laughs) my bad yo Anyways, thank you, Jordan, for joining me on this podcast. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did because as a listener, as a talker, as 
a fan of Mamora, this has been, as of right now, my favorite episode that I've recorded. <laughs> so shout Thank out, you. Jordan. Thank you for joining me. Is there one last message that you want to leave these listeners on? Go ahead and say it. Uh, just, uh, oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. This is it. This is it. This, this is, is the it. one line 95% of the listeners are, are going to remember you by. What is this one line that you want them to remember you by? Stay true to your reality. You heard it here first. <laughs> Shout out Jordan. Guys, I will plug everything of Jordan's musical links in the description. You'll find it on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I will plug all his links. Guys, thanks for tuning in for another episode of Crux Layer. I'm so happy you guys want to listen to this because I love creating, whether it's music or a podcast. I create because I want people to know about this portion of my life. So I hope you guys enjoy what I'm putting out. I hope you guys enjoy my guests because I really enjoy Jordan. Awesome episode today. Guys, have a good day. Have a good life. If you wake up in the morning and are having a bad day, shut the fuck up and have a good day. All right? Peace out, y'all. Thanks for joining in on another episode of Crooks Layer. Y'all be safe out there. I had a dream about this place.